Yo. Yo, Yo you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Loud and clear. Yo. Are you just getting home or what? Yeah, I got home like probably. Oh, for sure. What did you guys eat or what? That's the Morning Star stuff. Bruh. Bro, we're almost, bad, man. we're almost. We're almost. Bro. You're almost what? We're almost vegans over here. We're vegetarians. Almost vegans? Definitely, we're practically living the vegetarian lifestyle. How How is that working for Adam? Uh, he gets his own food. But uh-huh. usually, mom's just like, here's some white rice and some broccoli. And like. Or here's some beans and flour tortillas, or... Wait, so he eats broccoli now? No, no, he don't... Like, not that we've been broke, but... I don't got time to go market. Nobody's got time to do market stuff. Yeah. And... It's just, like, weird, like... The resources in the fridge go down to, like, zero... Yeah, before y'all. Before we're like, Same, we're like, uh, what are we gonna do for dinner? And everybody's like, I don't yeah. know. And mom will be like, Oh, we're gonna roll out some tortillas, and there's <laughs> canapes, or there's white rice, and it's like, all right, you know, okay. And sometimes it'll be like days be and like... days and days like that. Yeah, our fridge will be like. Dan will snap that hole three times and it's like, all right, we got to go to Walmart or like we got to go to Albertsons or whatever it is. But we haven't got that real low in a while. But like we uh, we stocked up on, you know, pasta, beans, rice, the whole nine. Just because like, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, there was a time when like we couldn't go shopping for groceries like longer than, you know, a week or two out just because like the finances weren't there or you know, whatever the reason was, but now, you know, we can, we have like a little, that little freezer you saw when, when we were, when you were here, it was in the kitchen. Yeah. Like we, we have, we have the ability to like store stuff, but yeah, I mean, every now and then, like, like pretty much now, like we buy meat like once a month, honestly, maybe if I, if we have company, like I'll, I bought some steaks, my, I had a buddy over for this Past, like we went and watched uh, if uh, Endgame together, and then that night we watched the Battle of Winterfell for Game of Thrones. And he came over, like we, he went to the movies, met him there, watched the movie. He jammed out, and he came over like seven Sunday night. And then we I had made steaks and you know pretty much stuff for tacos and stuff or burritos. And uh, then we watched the new episode of Game of Thrones, and then he, we just hung out for a while. Then he left. I did. I don't watch Game of Thrones, as you know, but I know uh-huh. enough of what happened that all I know is no way did that fucking guy get shanked by some little bitch and fucking <laughs> and that that was it. That's Go how on, that's man. how that episode went down. Like, no, nah, come on, bro. That is bro, the, like, that is the laziest ass writing. No, plot honestly, I've ever, like, I never even watched a single episode, but I know that bitch flew into him and then shanked the motherfucker and he exploded come on turned into ice. like dude there's there's so <laughs> many things there's so many things that happened with that 
there's so many like I could get dude I could get full on full on into it but I'm not going to because it it, like, it won't make any like sense it won't make any sense to me okay so so check this out check this out okay wait I, here's what I do know I know okay. that there was supposed to be a big battle right and there was okay and everybody was fighting or supposed to be fighting or not. And yeah, I didn't was, know that was... I didn't know that that the blue guy uh, uh-huh. had zombie abilities. I didn't know that. I thought he was just blue. For real, uh-huh. I didn't. I had no idea that he could like. I don't know what is what is his ability. He's like he's like a zombie or what, or what the fuck. He or is it dude, just magic? Or is it just like? I'm, I'll be honest with you. The show. And now that things happen the way that they did, it's not. There's. I I firmly don't believe a thousand percent that we're going to get like definitive answers on what exactly, how exactly, or when exactly came to him or came from. Um, okay, but is it a power or is it just he's a zombie too or what? Or what the fuck? No, that well he he actually to be fair the the creators of the show they have dubbed him the Night King. But he was a human at one time, and he had a name, he had all that, and it's gone. Like, the history of that person, who that was, is gone. Okay. And um, there's this stuff called Dragonglass, which is, it's a, it's obsidian. It's when fire meets water, or fire meets ice, and it, you know, it turns into obsidian. And so the, there was these, there was these devastated people called the Children of the Forest, and they hated man. Like they wanted to see the end of man, and so they created by stabbing this human that was tied up to a tree. They stabbed him in the chest with obsidian, and it turned him into. There's a there's again there's no definitive answer to that either. That the first human that was shown to be created into the what is the original White Walker or the Night King. That there's no ever real proof that that is the Night King. No one has ever said that, or you know what. As far as the show goes, in the show, it's been implied, but it's never come out and said, "Hey, this dude that we just stabbed, he's a Night King." No one ever said that. So it was alleged that that first person that was stabbed hundreds and hundreds of years ago, whenever it was, during the first long night, or one of the first longest nights, like one of the longest recorded winters that he became the night king and then over time his powers grew because he you know they don't die they don't die unless killed so they don't just die naturally because they're, they're already dead you know what i'm saying right. zombies and, okay uh, so okay wait so is he fully dead then yes all right i i have a long running theory that i explained to a few friends of mine okay so let me put that on pause for a second in, in my job there's other like sub branches of the same job same company in my city and i have a buddy of mine he's like a a warehouse supervisor and way back in the day like this there's there's a couple now but this one in particular he had never watched the show he had never watched it at all and uh he had never watched it never bothered with it and i was he overheard me and the, my buddy that came over here on Sunday talking about it. And he was like, man, I've never watched that show. Like, I've never had any interest in it. Uh, like, it's this sub like subculture or cultural phenomena. And I want nothing to do with it. It's stupid. Like, he, 
pretty much just was like this this show is for like the birds yeah people that they refuse to accept that they're just geeks and nerds and all this shit right so after him talking all kinds of shit and I always like anytime I'd see him he he would show up to to the branch that me and my buddy that was here Sunday were working at and he'd have these pictures like Game of Thrones fans be like and they're all like hysterically crying and just somebody behind them like pointing and laughing at him or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And then like proud of the one percent of people who've never watched a single episode of the show. Like he always had some quippy or real real uh, snarky remark about it. And one day in a moment of weakness, his at that time he was seeing this lady and she dumped him in like the worst possible way. And she hated the show and I ended up digging into him and finding out that he didn't like the show. Because she didn't like it. So I convinced this gentleman out of spite to watch the show. And now this motherfucker is like full on fanatic. <laughs> like fanatical dude. Like bought the books, bought the audio, like the everything. He did the whole nine dude. This dude turned around like in the last year or so. Got his entire branch of people that I, I also happen to know quite a number of them. He got that entire branch of people into Game of Thrones. The entire branch, dude. We're talking like 15, 16 people. Like, mm-hmm. most of them are now like, dude, did you see this shit? And I'm like, and again, like, I, like I, I think you and I were texting a couple weeks ago. There's, there's like a very small portion of people that have watched this show since, like, essentially before it was really popular. I mean, that, that didn't come right away. Like, the first, like, I had I had read this article. That, that I, I could tell you right now. It's only been popular the last two seasons, and this is, like, the third one. Well, I, I mean, there's, there's seven a, of them or whatever, eight seasons yeah. now. It's I didn't know. I didn't even following. know the show existed until, like, two years ago. It's had a cult following for a while, and then it became obscenely popular when the, dra- when the dragons got to their full size, where they weren't just this thing. And, like, that's the thing, like, like I remember Benny he would always say like man it's like naked chicks and dragons like the dragons don't happen until way later i mean yes they're there they're present but they're small they're they're essentially inconsequential and uh so again like i i I tried to tell you then like i and i can't stress it enough to anyone that would even bother to to listen to or or watch the show or listen to any any sort of or read any sort of article about it like uh, quite a number of the people here that are like full on about this show now, quite a number of them, like the first four seasons, had like they weren't low budget per se, given the time and you know instances under which they were created circumstances. But I mean, there was a a very pivotal appeal that came from that there was a few big name actors in here. So like the father that played, uh, um, Fred Flintstone, he's, he played Robert Baratheon, who was a King in the first season. And then Sean Bean, he played, uh, Ned Stark in the first season. And it was by that. And then quite a number of other, like Jason Momo was like the other big one. And, you know, of that nature. But this show, when it first came out, cast literally the whole show well, almost entirely was unknown actors. Like the third biggest actor in the whole series at that time was Lena Headey from 300, who played the queen in 300. Okay. So that that was like, that was like her, 
like I had read an article where she had said like she got so tired of people calling her my queen from like 300. And so she took on this role and this and it became this whole other thing. So now she's like Cersei Lannister to everyone, you know, but very few people that that are watching it now came from that time when like the show wasn't a guaranteed box office hit. You know, it wasn't it wasn't platinum up for awards every year, up for actor and actresses of the year. Like, no, it was like very few people are from that time when like during the Breaking Bads and the Sons of Anarchies and the, all that when like it wasn't just the landslide victory. And not to say that there's not good shows now, but I mean, the the quality of this show, very few other shows have that that of like a non-atypical value as far as like just being this good for that long like that good for that long and in some instances i feel like has gotten better since the beginning man i mean it's it's gotten better so i don't know man i like i like i said i haven't watched it and then it's just so far into this shit that i'm not gonna pick it up and now it's ending so there's like literally no point unless like i could just watch it like on netflix at some point it's never gonna happen, dude. Like I, <laughs> but th- this is what this is what I see. Like everybody, I don't know if that girl's name is Arya or how you pronounce it. Yeah, it's it. Arya. It's Arya Stark. Okay. Homie grabbed her hand, and I guess her neck. Yes. <laughs> she drops the little blade, catches it with her other hand. Meanwhile, this motherfucker can't react, shanks him in the stomach, and that explodes him? What kind of shit is that? Well, there's again, like this, <laughs> that that one scene. I've, okay, I watched that scene because it was all over, like, everywhere, right? Yeah, it was all over Facebook, Instagram for years. Like, it's shared and reshared and multiple shared. Like, where, the whole where in the, how the fuck did she come fucking flying at this guy? Dude, where? there's I got over there, what happened before. I'm not gonna there are so many subtle nuances in just that one scene. Like, callback. Like, okay, so for instance, this one episode tied up. I mean, it left as many loose ends as it tied up, but it probably tied up three dozen loose ends. Like, just the things that happened in this one episode are, that were like subtle nuances from really, really old episodes like callback uh, dialogues from like bits, just little bits of dialogue from like the first season. Um, I mean, dude, there's so many little tiny things. Like there is so much very specific and well-placed attention to detail, even as far as like um, uh, people pointing out that like her brothers are left-handed. And when she jumped in on the Night King, she was holding the blade left-handed, dropped it into her right. Um shit of that that dagger was used to try to assassinate her brother from the very first season which started by him getting thrown out of the tower the very first episode of the very first season um yeah man i mean god damn there there's just stuff there's just stuff like that one not i mean that one scene was like the culmination of all that but like the 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 one episode was like I said, dude. Okay, I mean, like, okay, but explain where did she come fucking fly from? Because I don't know. What I don't know. In like ten I, seconds. I, I, I remember seeing it when when it aired. Like we were watching it that night, 
and you know the music like when that music kicked in because there's a whole there's the whole scene like that's the thing like i've seen it on i think i've seen that little tiny clip on on facebook and like there's a whole build-up to that scene like it gets real somber and the music gets like real real like i thought i was like like the music kicked on i was like oh fuck everyone's dead and that's something that that show does really really well is like it'll gear you up to head one direction like and it'll completely just it'll just rip your heart out if if you're not like dude like i remember watching there's uh, it pisses Rache off all the time i have probably watched some episodes probably 10 times each like there are they're hour long episodes bro like there are certain episodes like they're just fantastic like writing just production value execution direction action acting like the whole deal. and uh so there are there are probably a few of them that I watched way more times than I should have but it just it's hard to explain man like i like uh, when when Rache and i talk about like you know our like the things that we discuss or that are issues now compared to like when we first were and got together like that's i the metaphor of the show it comes to mind because like the the shit that's going on now like the problems that exist in in the universe now they were like nowhere. No one ever really hardly thought of them ten years ago when the show started, you know. And like, I don't know. It's just it's crazy, man. Like, it's such a crazy evolution from where it all started. And yeah, I mean, people say that Sean Sean Bean getting his head chopped off hashtag spoiler was like the one, the one thing that set this show into like orbital popularity. But speaking. Of heads being chopped off. <laughs> you, I put. Did I not fucking call that shit? I don't know if you heard my my end game podcast. You know my predicts. That was a good segue. <laughs> did Did I not call that? Did I not fucking say he was gonna be relaxing for like three whole fucking seconds, and <laughs> somebody was gonna roll up on that motherfucker and take him out, or he was not gonna know not a fucking ounce of peace. Dude, all right. So. I knew, you know, I knew that was a given. I knew yeah. that that was fucking happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He fucked up. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. Uh, uh, Thanos <laughs> should not have double snapped. Yeah. Or you know what? It actually, this is this is probably a little bit of bad writing on Marvel's part. I know that they were talking about there was building up like if he got his his hands on the if he got he was gonna snap half of the universe out of existence. Uh-huh. But that's still that's still half too many people. Too many uh-huh. Avengers, too many you know, whatever. Um and that and that exactly for that reason. He should have snapped all you know, humanoid life forms out of existence and just left the animals. 
that was that was one of the that was one of the loopholes or, or I guess like callbacks that I thought of when the when the movie first started. They uh they they're tracing the use of the stones throughout the universe, and I think uh, uh Black Widow's like there's only one trace of this same energy anywhere in the entire uh, trackable universe, and it was on such and such planet. And then she was like, Thanos did it again. And she goes, they go, they go to the planet or they, they scan the planet. He's the only life form on the entire planet. Yeah, he's the only person. Yeah. And I was like, like the, the loophole for me or like the, the callback was like he, he went somewhere. Okay. So here, here's the thing. I got this theory and I've, I've tried, I explained this to my buddy on Sunday and he was like, man, I never thought about it like that. Um, so Thanos, right? We we got both versions of him. We got the truly evil Thanos, and we have from Infinity War the Thanos that, like, when when Roche and I joke about it, like he, yes, he did bad shit, but he wasn't wrong. Like that, that's the thing. Like the the Thanos from the first movie, like he he more had a wanted like a sense of peace for for what was going to be the galaxy. Right? Like, no, no, his, his shit makes sense. Yeah, that's he wasn't makes, wrong. That's what made Infinity War make sense for him winning. Because in reality, like even on day to day, I mean, I could see total waste of resources, either via pollution or just motherfuckers littering, you know, killing, killing and doing the most unnecessary shit, you know, yeah. dumping tires, you know, you can see that I can see that because, you know, we're in Ontario is not like the cleanest of cities. You know, I could yeah. see graffiti on the walls. I could see you know, just the you know, coke cans strewn all over the place, plastic, you know, trash yeah. all over. Like, literally nothing's going to grow because this shit is fucking dying. Nothing green there! Right. I totally get that. <laughs> so it made a lot of sense, but yeah, his plan was either not well thought out or you know, even half and they kind of hinted at it a little bit in this in Endgame, that like the wells were coming back but I mean, he should have he should have wiped out the entire life. It just left. Well, again, this that leads me to where like this one, this one probably is going to be a lasting theory because now that he's gone, we, we will never really know. But again, I feel like this Thanos in in Endgame is a lot different than the one we got in Infinity War because this one. He has the realization that he succeeded in his goal. Yeah, and it didn't work. He succeeded. Well, well, it's not. It's not that it. No, it, it's that it did work, and that it worked so well that the Avengers now were trying to travel back into time to stop him from ever succeeding. And he, that was his turn. And I was. I remember like when he was having that conversation with Gamora, and with Karen Gillian or Nebula. There you go. She was, he was having this conversation with them, and then the dude that everyone calls Scooter, <laughs> Mom, was having this. Com- yeah, he was calling this. He was having this conversation with them, and he said that they're essentially that they're not messing with the timeline because he lost. He they're messing with the timeline because he succeeded, and he got the stones, and he 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 won. He his goal was accomplished. So from that moment on, with that realization. He had nothing but. He had nothing to be but evil, at that point because now, he wasn't fighting because he had won. He fought. He was fighting because he wanted to keep things that way, or to return them to that chaos. And 
he wanted to now he had his eyes set like he like he tells he tells um that he never saw joy in wiping out galaxies or human beings or, or anyone he never he never found pleasure joining it but he was going to take his time and enjoy destroying the earth because this is this is what essentially we had asked for by going back and fucking with the timeline and all this so but i will say <laughs> i will say so this is like a different thanos but at the end at the end dude when that first portal opens up and i got text you like 15 minutes right out like dude I almost shit when Black Panther walked out of there, and I like I dude, I was like a giddy child. Like, what was well, I don't like know. That. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been I was paying attention like the entire to like everything because I was like trying to absorb it all in before yeah. the portals open up. You hear in caps like you can hear somebody muffling, but it's very clear. It says on your left, and I I was thinking it was Falcon or. Bucky, I wasn't sure who it was that said it. Yeah, but the portals open up and Black Panther comes out, and with Shuri and uh, Michonne. Okay, it was Shuri. It's Black Panther, Shuri, and Black Panther's right hand, right, right hand. You know, bodyguard. Rage against the yeah Michonne. But then, then out comes other people. So I'm not exactly sure who said on your left um, in his headphones. It could have been Atman, but I don't know. Like, yeah. you, whenever you see that movie again, pay attention to that. Like, Cap hears it before the portals open up. And that's what I knew. I, I didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to me that it was, um, like, anybody from in the, in the time portal or whatever that was it had to been somebody on the outside that said hey on your left like look there's people coming but I, it could be somebody from I don't know who said it though it's, it's one of those things yeah but once that happened then the portal opened up I was already like I was already like oh my god but even yeah. before that like the the going gets really good. Pro, I mean, I don't know when to me the action just fucking is a train and it goes down like hill. Yeah. But I think it starts right when Hulk snaps his snap, and and then immediately they just get fucking bombed on. Yeah. Uh, so I got a theory about. Oh, I, I got well, a theory about the degree. Hulk, bro. Did you see him turn red a little bit? No, bro. No, when he had the I glove on it. and it was surging through him, the the right side of his body turned red, and then oh, he shit. snapped, and they took the glove off of him, or the glove came off, and he wasn't red no more, but he turned red a little bit. I think that's what's gonna happen with the Hulk. Dude, I got I got a hunch that they're they're done, dude. Cause like, okay, so you obviously stayed through the credits. Like we, you hear the iron banging at the right. very end, very low. Okay, so I I had I had like I seen it, and it was like the first thing I thought of when somebody says, you know, signing off. That means they're done. So, 
it goes through like everyone who's in the movie like name and it's regular and then it gets to Scarlett Johansson or Scarlett Johansson and it's like her signature oh, yeah, on the screen that. and then yeah her silhouette of like Black Widow so you know she's dead right so that happens so she's signing off as far as like this of this body of work that this is done now the her, this, the Black Widow movie it's going to be something else entirely. It's going to be connected to the universe, but it's going to be like Piggy. It's going to be like Agent Carter, essentially, like Piggy well, Carter. This, I get what you're hinting at, but this is what I see. I think those actors are more or less done in regards as them being featured in like every movie now. They might come in sporadically like, like the dude who is, um, I can't, uh, who's the general? They, yeah, they might they might use those characters like that, or you know, just sparingly. Now, I don't think that. No, I think they're done, dude. Yeah, like, I don't think those people they, are gonna be featured in any more. Yeah, they show her, so she's signed off. You know that she she sacrificed herself for the Soul Stone, and then the next person up is Chris Evans. And then it shows like you know how that goes where he's where he's old man cap now. And so it shows him signed off and then it shows Chris Hemsworth. Well you know what Chris I don't know if that's true because Chris Hemsworth signed up for, for a few more movies. Yeah, but I don't think he's I don't I think he's gonna relinquish the title of Thor. I don't think he's going to be Thor anymore. I think he's gonna be well, currently he's gonna kick it with the Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm pretty sure yeah volume three is gonna be fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like there's there's that I see him taking on like a a commander role. I don't think he's gonna fight anymore. I think he's done. I think he's gonna relinquish that title to Valkyrie. Oh, he already did. He already did he, relinquish that title to Valkyrie. Well, I yeah, but they. I think they never. Before we, first of all, Thor was probably like the best <laughs> part of the whole movie. Oh yeah, he was dude. He was great, man. I was. Dying from the get go, bro. Like, as soon as I went to go find him and he was fucking chilling there playing Fortnite, I was, I nearly lost it. <laughs> and then, and then he's fucking, he's drinking like gallons and gallons of alcohol. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. To me, he makes the most sense as like any, any of the characters. Cause like it was kind of serious most of the movie. Yeah, but like they dashed in the Thor's comedy. That shit was golden, bro. And then yeah. I don't know who decided to give him a fucking a barat a barat show fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like at the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, I know he's been saying for years that like the physique he had to like, he's he says he's naturally only like 210 pounds or 205 pounds. But for the movie, he had to be like 275 of just like pure muscle, and that it was like starting to take a, a a very distinct effect on his health, having to eat like the steaks and the red meats and the and the bacon's and all the shit to to maintain that level of like that body. Yeah, look like Thor, you know, and. Like he's been saying that for a lot of years. Like I went like for, uh, I think for uh, Avengers, I want to say Age of Ultron. There was a little commentary of him saying that at one time he was eating fifteen thousand calories a day, 
and that that's like Michael Phelps style. Yeah. He was like his body began to after months started to reject the food that he was putting into it. And like healthy of the healthiest stuff like lean cuts of meat, you know, your chickens, your vegetables, your eggs and all that. Like he was like his body literally couldn't couldn't accept it. He had to change it up like radically. And then uh so he he just you know nutrition science stuff other ways to maintain that level of physique but he he just physically could not do it anymore like he, like i said his body started rejecting like the nutrients and the, all the food he couldn't eat like he just physically couldn't make himself eat that much anymore and then so i imagine that this has been a long time running like he just it's been 10 years of him having to do that so he's just like tired of it or <laughs> but he still wants to be in the movies obviously so like I don't know, man. It, it'll be interesting. But the other, the other main one is the Hulk. The Hulk is crippled now. Oh yeah, the, the whole right side of his body can no longer work. So and then, like, then Mark Ruffalo shows him signing off, and I, I just think he's done, dude. I mean, maybe not all features, but like, he's just gonna be a background character now. I feel like that, and that's uh, that's what the sig the the end credits signaled or symbolized to me is like them signing off and then obviously you know it ends with Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah. Well you know what? Like back to my predicts, I call I knew I knew you see Iron Man is the longest one there. If anybody was going to leave the franchise after so long it was him. I mean there's I don't see right now he's so far ingrained in everybody's mind as being Tony Stark. But it's good for him to dip out because they would have the same problem that Logan has. Like, I can't see anybody as Wolverine. And yeah. now X-Men is trying to move forward and, like, who really can be Wolverine, you know? There's not enough distance between these films that they have and what has to happen for there to be a reboot of Wolverine. Uh-huh. The, the same thing was, is going to happen with Iron Man, but Iron Man, they killed off. Um, well, actually, I mean... It's po- it's quite possible because I kind of also figured that he could he probably would have interjected himself into like the computer, just like Jarvis. Yeah. And he left the recorded hologram of himself. Yeah. Even though he didn't know he was gonna die, um, but I I kind of figured that that's gonna be how he is. He's not no longer gonna be Iron Man as like in the flesh, but it'll probably be on the in the you know on the headset and the monitors and the computers or a flashback of some of some of some kind yeah but i think the heavy heavy acting for him is done yeah it may just be voice voiceover work at this point or yeah like you say like some flashbacks um but yeah he's done i didn't know that he was going to snap thanos into fucking dust but i kind of seen that i kind of seen that one coming <laughs> I think the biggest the biggest twist for me in there was that like everyone was bitching like after the movie came out like oh everyone lived everyone and I'm like that may be true maybe mostly everyone did survive but the main five people the main five dude they are in question at best and or gone. So you're talking about Cap, 
he's gone. Yeah, Iron Man, he's gone. Black Widow, he's gone. Thor is in question if he's going to even be fighting anymore. And the Hulk, I feel like he may be around lingering still, but he's gone. I think he's done. Like, I feel like when they went back to the battle in New York and he sees himself fighting, and he's like, man, that seems ignorant or whatever he says. And he, like, punches the car softly and he's like, ah. Like, I feel like that's the signal that he's very much the Hulk. He's just not the Hulk of old anymore. He's Professor Hulk now. He's of, right. he's of of intelligence. He's not of violence anymore. And I just feel like that's with those five characters. I mean, dude, Doctor Strange is probably going to be the number one Avenger now just because he's the richest, smartest, best. You know, I just... Uh, besides, no, that's the Black, 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 Black Panther, Panther. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, the richest, yes, but like, like the the big signal or the sign of that to me was when Peter Parker comes out, and he was like, "We were we were told by Doctor Strange to to train, to be ready to or to get ready or whatever whatever along those lines that he said. He said that they all they all came together and that Doctor Strange was like, "We need to be prepared." We need to train you. We need to be ready for this when it happens. It's going to happen quick or whatever. Whatever it is that Peter Parker said. Yeah, you see, now that's kind of where I'm kind of, you see, the Infinity Stones are not destroyed. Yeah. Even though Tony Iron Man dusted uh, Thanos, Thanos only went wherever the fuck else that um, that Peter Parker, Doctor Strange, and everybody else was at. Yeah, they're not, they weren't dead. They were just somewhere else. Um, Thanos is there now. Yeah, in a jail, essentially, waiting to be re- released. And I think, I think he will be released. Um, and go- going forward. I think Doctor Doom is the is the most logical being that that should come that should come out as the next it, it you know what I mean like they're talking about the celestials there's other celestials and I've heard Kang and a couple other peoples but I think Doctor Doom is just like is is it I don't know, man. Cause like they, they, this would be the third on-screen version. Granted, it would be the best version. No, this so. would be the best version. I just feel like they are gonna give a lot of these characters some time to just sit back and relax a little bit, as far as like uh, like screen fatigue, I guess, or whatever that could be considered. As far as like. <laughs> I mean, it's not that long ago that we had the Fantastic Four dog shit that was trying to be pawned off as, like, this next great thing that really wasn't. And Doctor Doom, or, like, the starts of Doctor Doom were in that show, and oh my god. (laughs) No. They need to stop that, dude. Like, knock that off, because that was just... Oh, god, dude. Well, I don't know, like... The Avengers and the way Hollywood is set up, 
no way they're letting there not be in another Avengers movie. That is for oh, sure yeah. happening. If not in the next couple of years, definitely they're going to reboot the fuck out of this when I'm like 50 in 20 years. They'll redo yeah. it. And I think Marvel's going to cook it until it's it's not cooking no more, until there's literally no stories left. But Marvel yeah. can go with the stories for days. Um, it's just a, it's just a matter of getting the Infinity Stones again and re-snapping shit to the past. Or yeah. doing whatever the fuck. You know, somebody else with the Quantum Realm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Spider-Man, if in that time, like, like I, you know, Madam Web is there, um, not not necessarily in the MCU yet, but he already went interdimensional. So I mean, I'm pretty sure that's that's an avenue for Spider Man to take. You know, yeah. There's just there. I think they need another villain and another one that they can't beat right away. Yeah. There's only so many, like big big time villains. What well, Doctor Doom is one. They could do the other Celestials, possible. Um, and that's just, I mean, or Galactus. I've heard Galactus too. That, um, Galactus is a hard one to only because, I mean, I don't know exactly how they're gonna have him walking around. It'd be ridiculous in nature, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know how they would like that. That would be it's not a stretch, but I mean. They've tried that a little bit with, you know, the villain in um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. And the planet as a villain is kind of funky looking. And imagine something that can eat planets. To me, is like, what really are the Avengers going to really do against something like that? Yeah. They would need, like, Thanos to help them. <laughs> Bro, no. Black, oh, wait, Black before, Black, before... Uh, Sean Hobbs type shit? No. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that nonsense, dude. Oh, my God. Bro, th- no. The other day, the other day, I went to Knock Loose right on Saturday. Uh. And the only person that went outside of me was Adrian. Yeah. And he showed up, like, I think, towards the end of Sanction. Sanction... And then we watched Higher Power, and then he was like, hey, you want to go get a beer? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. Like, you know, I'll go. So we went, and we were talking, and I was, he was like, I was like, have you seen Avengers yet? He was like, no, I haven't. I'm going to go tomorrow with Jonathan. And I was like, dude, it's uh-huh. worth it. He's like, I know everybody's saying this. And I was like, dude, the movie's like, it's fucking crazy. Like, it's everything you could possibly imagine in a fucking movie. He's like, don't spoil it. And I was like, okay, that, you're cool, I won't. And I was like, talk, telling him a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought it was funny. He says he hasn't watched any of the solo Thor movies. And I told him he had to watch Ragnarok because that shit was funny. And I was yeah. like, that's like the best version of the three that is, right? Yeah. I don't know. We somehow got, he was like, oh, I, I would love the fuck out of Winter Soldier. And I was like, that was a good fucking I was movie. Like, yeah, that was a good movie. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, speaking of somebody who could fucking bench press or fucking. What, what was Captain America doing? He was fucking. 
hanging onto the helicopter. And oh no, dude! Oh no, I know where this is going. So I was I like, I was like, I was like, dude, that shit was ridiculous. He <laughs> was like, yeah, but it was bad. I was like, you want to see ridiculous? Check this shit out. And I fucking, <laughs> I threw on this the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. No, and he was like, dude. what the hell? What is this? <laughs> He's fighting a fucking payphone from Modern Warfare 2. I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, why is the rock? Why he's like, dude, is that Roman Reigns? And I was like, I was like, I don't know, man, but I don't know who whose idea was it to have him team up with 50 Tongans. Dude. He's like, Mama, where's my guns? Like as soon as that happened, I was like, oh no, dude. And he pulls out that club. I was like, no. Let's go old school. No, dude. Like, I'm telling you, somewhere on the production table, somebody was like, all right, look, we don't have enough budget for guns and muscle oil. So the most logical conclusion is we're just going to put muscle oil on everyone and we're not going to have no budget for guns. Oh, no, dude. Yeah, no. I, no, I somebody him, somewhere I showed thought that, that was a dude, good I was idea. like, he was like, he was like, what is it? And I was like, dude, look at The Rock. And The Rock is fucking lassoing the fucking helicopter. <laughs> Roman Roman Reigns fucking throws two other uh, tow hooks at the... And they make a fucking a caravan of cars to fucking wrangle a, a chopper, bro. And somehow The Rock is the one Cotter pinned all everything all together. <laughs> He's... He's fucking ridiculous. He's uh pressing the fucking chains, bro. He's oh man, no, no. And I don't know if you caught this, but for whatever reason, Idris Elba is like, I'm black Superman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, bro? And then the rock is like, he really is a black Superman. Like, what dude? Uh, Somebody somebody was like, listen, we can't just Throw all the money you can into it. Don't pay attention to the dialogue or the realism. Like, let's just let's just go overboard. Oh my god! You know what? I I haven't watched like the last two Fast and Furious, the one where they're fighting submarine, and I think another one I missed. <laughs> you know which one? You, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Do you realize how ridiculous this all sounds like? No, I know. But you know which one I'm bar. talking about, right? Where they're fighting the submarine on the ice. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I just so I don't know what else to go by. But I didn't see that one. And I don't think I've seen the one before. Even though I was going, to, I was. I, the, like, I got two. Like I think the Fast Seven. <laughs> the one where they fought a runway that was four hundred thousand miles long. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's yeah, the last that one I seen. But I'm like more than mildly interested in the watching this fucking Hobbs and Shaw. Like, uh, me, me and Rochelle were talking about it, right? Like, if it weren't a Fast and Furious movie, we would be like, man, that would kind of seem like a, like if it were just like an unnamed action movie. We'd be like, man, that kind of seems like it could be like a semi-interesting premise. But the fact that it's this Fast and Furious we're talking about here. Dudes that started with Spoon Engines, with Jaw Rule, street racing, and stealing DVD players before they were Blu-rays, to this, like to this, 
Like this is like Game of Thrones, dude. Like the problems that existed in the beginning are like nowhere near where the things are on like an orbital level, man. It's ridiculous. Like again, somewhere it comes back to somewhere someone is like, just let the be the rock. And it's like, no, you need to get this guy in a room and be like, listen, I know you could beat the shit out of me if you wanted to, but somebody needs to tell you just because you should do something or just because you could do something doesn't mean that you should. Like the like the Jumanji movie, the new Jumanji movie. Wait, wait, that wait, movie wait. was fantastic. What about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's coming out? No one asked for this, dude. No one. Like, I'm <laughs> adamant. I'm adamant. Like, Hollywood is like, all right, look. Like, okay, so the, the, the they're they're Pikachu digging, movie. they're digging deep for some shit. Yeah, the the Detective Pikachu movie. I I feel like to me, if you well, I want to go see Detective Pikachu only yeah. because it's Pokemon. Yeah, if if somebody asked me as a grown adult man. That movie seems like it could be like a guilty pleasure movie because we grew up playing the Pokemon games. We grew up in that time, especially with that era of Pokemon. But you know what? And Pokemon has, you know, occasionally dipped into popularity several times. Yeah, Sonic was popular, and I don't really know if they if he's had a a resurgence at any point in the last twenty years. Where Sega keeps trying, but boy, I know, I know they keep trying, and I know Sega. But I don't really know if anybody's played a uh, Sonic game since like ten years ago. That's yeah. not that's not the case with Pokemon. Pokemon Go is... blew up three years ago now. Yeah, two years ago, and that was like everybody was on it. Even yeah. I, and I'm still on it. Uh, I play it leisurely, you know. But, um, you know, it it has come. And then they had they had the cartoon movies of it. The you know, where they went to go uh, fight Mewtwo with everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it made Pokemon has a long track record, while as Sonic does not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but hold on, hold on. You see, I, I was like, I just kept seeing somebody posting, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog trailers out of this world. And I was like, I didn't even know it was a movie. Let me see. What yeah. the fuck? Bro, whoever built that trailer, that motherfucker needs a raise. <laughs> I don't know why they got or how they got their hands on Gangster's Paradise, but that shit, <laughs> I nearly, I nearly fucking choked on fucking my gulp of water I was drinking. I nearly had a, a mild fucking, I nearly died. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know. I don't need, like, at first I was like, okay, like, this is, like, he's just like, you just see, you know, him going fast, and the guy's like, what the hell, 700 miles an hour? And then it's like, he's standing on the street, he's like, I need to go fast. And I'm like, okay, like, this looks pointless. And then he hits fucking Coolio's Gangster's Paradise, and I'm like... I was just, I was, I lost it, bro. I didn't even know what, to, I didn't even, it, like, I've watched the trailer now three or four times. I still don't even know what to make of it. And then Jim Carrey out of nowhere, like, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. Like, even AJ was like, it looks interesting. 
It, it does. I'm highly interested. Highly, I'm just highly like shocked. It was a shock trailer. They had to do something that at least gets some sort of attention to it. Now they got it. That's like yeah. the guy who made the trailer, who organized that trailer with the scenes. That guy deserves a raise. He, <laughs> if he was getting paid like fifty thousand, they should double it because <laughs> I may actually buy a ticket solely yeah. on this first trailer. I will say. I will say this. The trailer alone, right? I was like, well, granted, nobody fucking asked for this, first of all. Second of all, because no one asked for this, I have no real legitimized want to actually sit and watch this movie. But I will say, it does look far more enjoyable than quite a number of the movies that have come out in the last couple of years that we never got around to watch. But it looks far more interesting than like probably half of if you're going to do like half half live action half not live action movies probably half of already looks better than those movies were so in that regard I'm mildly due to entertainment value like sheer entertainment value I could probably find myself enjoying the movie but I'm I still I still like no one like people want to watch this, but no one really wanted to watch this. Like no one really wanted this. Like I feel like there's a movie somewhere that was like getting thought of, getting made, like a flash movie or something, and then they were like, "No, well, we can't." We should this. just we do can. Sonic. Yeah, let's just do Sonic. It's just it's close enough. Yeah, I yeah I kind of got that feeling too. Like because I. When I initially watched the trailer, I, like I said, I was shocked. But then I was texting, and I was like, you know what? There's no way that they could do this movie and not even talk about Knuckles or or Tails. Yeah. Like to me, if I go to the if I go to the movie and I watch this fucking movie, yeah. and I don't see Tails, I don't see Knuckles even hinted at. That movie immediately goes from being like maybe a 50 50, like, ah, uh, you know, so I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna be like, they fucking literally just wasted my time by not even talking about Nothing yeah. Tells. Like, literally, that's how I'm gonna fucking walk out the theater. If they don't show up in like the last five minutes and make this shit like epic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it would be, it would be an okay movie if. They introduced Sonic. They introduced, uh, you know, the, the bad guy who is Jim Carrey. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. You know, they got the rings. They got the blue. They got all that. You know, you have to. However, they're going to introduce Sonic as being like, oh, well, this was a creature that came from space or whatever they're going to, whatever his origin is, right? Yeah. You know, you got to, you, just like the Ninja Turtles, you got to kind of turn your tune out reality in a sense. I but, felt like the first of the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies was enjoyable. It wasn't bad. Like if you went into that, like dude, like this again. This is one of these conversations. Like the new, the first, the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, like n- that should have never made it off the cutting room floor. Like that movie was a dumpster fire. No, the the second one sucked. The first one was okay. Yeah, the fir- the first one, like for for like again, I'll try to explain this. 
whenever it comes up is like for a movie that you know is about radioactive turtles turtles that know karate and eat pizza in the sewers in New York like for a movie being about that it wasn't bad I mean all things considered granted like like the new Power Rangers movie I was like man this movie's not gonna be that good oh bro I I watched it it was good I really enjoyed that movie no I did too I thought I thought outside of maybe like the last boss battle which kind of looked funky and it it was only kind of funky because the villain, like the graphics, looked really funky at that point. Yeah, I don't know why they somebody decided that. It was like this is the aesthetic we want to go for. Yeah, I mean they could have spent if they would have spent like another I don't know fifty or hundred thousand dollars on those graphics to be somewhat legit, <laughs> they would have had a C plus movie, yeah. better than a sci fi movie, not quite fucking great, but it would have been like a really. <laughs> solid movie. I don't know if they're yeah. doing a part two or not. It they was should, it was I, a I solid movie. It. it was just it it okay. So okay, so for instance, for instance. And I, and this is the example that I use for a lot of movies of this nature. I for me personally the movie was not as good as it could have been. It was a lot better than it should have been. I compared a lot to like the first Captain America movie. I was like, man, they're just making this movie to tie into the rest of the universe. Maybe that's true. Man, I don't know. But I had such low expectations for the first Captain America movie and like the first Thor movie. Such low expectations. I don't know, man. Captain America was probably the best intro movie. Yeah, I I agree. It was he was one of the more solid or Well, well, let me take that back. Of of the you know, the big four between Hulk, Iron Man, Thor and Captain America. I think Caps was the best. I have to disagree. I I get knocked on it all the time. I still feel like The Incredible Hulk was the better of the four movies. I still adamantly, and it sucks that Edward Norton is no longer Hulk, and he's like (laughs) kicking himself for sure, for sure. But like, like almost poetically, that movie, that movie is a fucking beautiful movie, dude. I mean, that to me is the best version of a Hulk movie that we're ever going to get it's going to be the incredible hulk and i feel like that movie was before it's cut it's time like beauty and the breakdown by barry dead like it just it didn't hit at the right time it hit some of the right notes it just didn't hit at the right time whereas like winter soldier capitalized timing direction acting villain graphics and placement like it nailed it okay okay caps got the the best of the trilogies by far Oh yeah, uh, like I said, I believe Ka- uh, the first Avenger was great. It, it's better than it, it nearly beats out Iron Man, the original, you know, part one. Uh, it, I didn't think Thor, you know, was bad. It just it's not as good as Iron Man one or um, Captain America. And then Iron Man 2 is probably one of my more favorite movies just because of its it's more funny um, than anything else. I mean, and the villain was on point, you know, Whiplash was on point. I still don't like the end battle between it was just lasted like four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Cap's series in general was just superior to everything else. 
Oh, I agree. Like, you know, like so the instance. first Avenger was great. They went, you know, Winter Soldier was out of this world, bro. Like, I just watched Winter Soldier on TV the other day, like yesterday, the day before with mom and dad. And I just yeah. watched the entire, I watched from the tip from when it started till when, um, what's her name, throws the fireball accidentally into the building. That's as far as I watched. Now, like, bro, that was like Avenger esque from the drop. Yeah. And then obviously Civil War, bro. Like, Civil War was just the tease to what is now Avengers Endgame. And they had everybody, you know, dipping into a big fight. Yeah. But yeah, definitely Cap's series in general was the best. I agree. Like like I said, I didn't expect anything in Captain America 1. I far mm-hmm. exceeded my expectations. Then Winter Soldier comes out, and that's still, like, top three MCU movies right there. Just because, like, like I said, man, had a fucking great story. And, like, that meme I sent you the other day, like, literally somebody made a movie around Iron Man getting jumped for being mad mad. <laughs> 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 for killing his parents, dude. Like, this is ruthless, but it's true. I mean, Dude, wait, 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 wait! I nearly, I nearly lost my shit. With Cap- I was like, "Oh my god, the- Captain America is really about to get jumped in the elevator again." <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I already see this." I was like, "Bro, he's gonna fucking." I thought we were headed for another fight, like a badass, like three minute fight scene, right? Yeah. And then this motherfucker has the ad- audacity to to lean over and fucking say, "Hell, Hydra." Yeah, dude. <laughs> bro, like, I was like, "Oh my, what the?" This yeah, entire movie dude. theater was like, Ooh. "Dude," and then the guy that he says it to, right, is a bald dude with the glasses. Yeah, the look on his face, dude. No, Just... no, and even before that, fucking Ant Man is like, <laughs> "Look at these guys. You can't tell me they didn't look like bad guys." <laughs> look at that guy's shirt. Yeah, he's like, "Look at that guy. He looks like he's a bad guy." <laughs> And he's absolutely right, bro. He's absolutely right. That that whole that whole shit, bro, is and then when the two caps are fighting, that shit blew me away. Okay. It can't go we can't go this whole podcast without mentioning at least once. Bruh. When Chris Evans picks up Molnir. Oh dog. Bro. Fucking hacky sacking. Thanos with the hammer and the and his shield at the same time, and then he channels his inner Raiden, and he starts like raining thunder out, and then like, no, dude, I don't know what was going on, but I was like, like, oh my god, I don't know like, what happened. I don't know if he chucked the hammer at the ground and threw the shield to knock Thanos down, and then the lightning comes from out the sky. That shit was like the hardest two seconds I've ever seen. Yes, and like, dude. Like they they go full on like eight bit like you know you're fighting like just like a Mortal Kombat movie and then it yeah. turns to like a third person shooter and you see him he fuck I think he I I gotta find it online some more hopefully this shit gets to fucking Blu-ray or digital download within two or three months but I think he he fucking gets the hammer and he fucking hits the ground. And then, or he throws his shield, and then he hits the hammer on the ground, and the fucking light, like a lightning bolt, fucking hits Thanos. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, like, dude, oh my! I was laughing because like he throws, he throws the hammer, and he like bounces the shield off, 
and the 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 shield hits Thanos like right in the forehead, and then he draws the hammer back and he throws it into Thanos's chest, dude, like straight up in the chest, in the chest piece, dude. And I was like, oh, like bro, that shit. Well, that shit he, even like before that, when Thanos is like, he's like, go get me my gloves or go get me the stones, <laughs> and I think Nebula's like, what are you gonna do? He's like, wait. And and finally, it's Thor, Iron Man, and Cap that come like walking out from the rubble, right? Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, this shit is about to get fucking real right now." The Holy Trinity. Like, like the whole movie, like I was like, you know, the, the movie's not a lot of fighting. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, I heard a complaint online. Somebody said that the first two hours was just kind of filler, but I don't, it tied up a lot of like loose ends. Yeah, no, it, it gave everyone like it gave quite a number of characters some closure, and these are people that are no longer, like I said, no longer going to be there. Right, right. that's why I kind of felt like it was giving everybody a little, a little story and a little end to their stories, or whatever the case may be. But the last forty-five minutes, it really, it really, like I said, it really tipped off once Hulk snapped the the glove. That's yeah. when it like really just fucking snowballed. Yeah, but got... when, like I said, once Iron Man, Thor, and Cap come out from the rubble, and they they come out like and they're like walking, and I don't know if you noticed this, but they're not walking in a straight line; they're like yeah, intercrossing each other. And I was like, "Oh God, here we go!" Right? And then they start. <laughs> then they literally, I think they tell him like, "He's like, oh, I'm gonna enjoy like ripping this planet apart or whatever." Whatever little fucking death. You know, the villains always got to have a little monologue. Yeah. But, like, they just got to it, bro. <laughs> they just fucking got... And Thor had both weapons on him, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, the Avengers are getting beat, and it's just Cap that's... I don't know what, what happens to Iron Man. He gets fucking knocked, like, somewhere completely off the screen. He gets knocked loose. And Thor gets knocked like he's behind Thanos at one point. And then I think Thanos catches the he catches the Stormbreaker. Yeah. And he's gonna go and fucking I think Thanos knew that he chopped his head out, so he's like, oh, I'm gonna go fucking get this guy, right? And then that's yeah, that's when Cap summons fucking Mullier dude. Yeah. I was like when it when it shows like the camera pans away and it's not showing it to anyone, but you can hear the hammer flying. When his hand reaches up and it it shows his hand grab Molnir and then it zooms out or like it pans out, and he's the one that's wielding it. I was like, it's over. Like, like no. And then then I died, dude. I literally died. So all the Avengers, dude, everyone is just beat down. Like, everyone's just fucked up. Like, they're just fucked off, dude. They're all, everyone's just fucked. Captain America stands up. Oh, yeah, he stands up shield. fucking bloody as fuck. Yeah, and he squares up on the whole army. <laughs> dude, that's, by himself. that's the hardest, that's the hardest scene that Marvel has ever fucking, it's, it's Captain America, all of the United States beat down to shit. A whole entire army and an unbeatable boss raining down on him, and he's just fucking like, all right. I was expecting him to be like, I could do this all day, but he doesn't. 
But I was like, bro. And then though he's like, he walks up a little last hill, it looks like. And I don't know, I man. So. I was like, oh my God. I didn't know what was going to happen at that point, but I was like, fuck, bro. When he said assemble, when he said it, when he actually said the word, I like, dude, it was just, it was a beautiful moment. It was one of, like, I, I and I had, I had this discussion with a coworker of mine that's actually a pretty good friend of mine. I was telling him, because he, he was actually supposed to go with us that we went at noon on Sunday. And he was supposed to get a ticket for the showing. So, like, I, I bought the tickets Friday afternoon-ish. And he was like, oh, I'll get them tonight. And then I texted him Saturday, like, hey, we're here. We'll save you a seat, you know. And he's like, I couldn't get tickets. And I was like, what time did you try to buy the ticket at? And he was like, oh, like, Friday at, like, 7 p.m. So I was like, yeah. And I was like, I bought the tickets, like, at, at like, 4. And he said that. So he ended up going at 3, right? So we were talking about it the next day. And that, like, I'm still convinced. Like, I'm, I will, no one will ever change my mind of this either. That movie could have been like another 40 minutes longer, and I would not have minded it one bit at all. Because, like, even as long as it was, I would still be interested to see, like, the deleted scenes or stuff that they oh, make bro, it off the cutting room you floor. You know, they have. I don't know if they will ever, you know, they're probably going to do this. They're probably going to show these unedited scenes later on when they're re- trying to reboot the series, you know, from yeah. scratch. Like, oh, this is what could have been in Avengers Endgame. There was a a five-minute, you know, extra added fight footage that was just taken out. But watch it now while you get hyped up for the re-release of Iron Man Part 1, the first, you know, assemble or whatever. Yeah, I think that's how they're gonna do it, because there ain't no fucking way. You know what? I already felt that that movie was the, gonna be one of the best movies of all. You could already feel that from Infinity War. That yeah. movie was gonna be legendary. And bro, they did. They did not fucking. There was not, like it. It starts off with the bang, bro. Like, I did not see Hawkeye, his whole family getting mashed. Yeah, and I was like, bro, like. I was like, this motherfucker really done pissed off everybody. <laughs> Hawkeye is like, good shot, yeah. Do this, or you spread your legs a little bit, you know, lean back with your... And then he's like, yeah, oh, that was a good shot. And he fucking looks back, and not just the daughter's gone, but his... The whole family. The whole entire family is just ashed. And he's like, what? What? He doesn't, he, he doesn't even know what happened to him. And then, and then he goes off into a murderous rage, bro, for five fucking years. And I was like, dog, fucking, this motherfucker went out absolutely fucking ballistic. And, like, I, te- I texted you once his shit ended and once it started getting to, like, they started talking to him about, like, uh, I don't know if it's War Machine or who the fuck is telling um, Black Widow that somebody's out there slaughtering fucking some Mexican cartels, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's where he's at or some shit. And I was like, I was like, a dog. This motherfucker, they left him. Years all by himself. Yeah, my, my, with no, with no fucking and phone then, call. Not so much as a fucking phone call. I was like, dog, that is fucking harsh. Yeah. 
this this speaks to me very hard on like a molecular right. I I yo. for one have enjoyed to, yo you hear me like you were like eh, 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 and I, I could kind of hear what you were saying I kind of couldn't hey what, what I was what I you were, you were talking about and this is this is something that's like fundamentally wrong with the DC universe. So they are so bent on like trying to make these renditions of these characters that are more abstract than actual. Yo, like for what? You hear me? Yo, I just reconnected with you. Yo, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Uh, Adam called and I had to go pick him up, but we got disconnected for like a whole minute there, so I don't know who you were talking to, but. You. Yeah. What we're we're talking about Hawkeye. Yeah. And I was saying like when he when he turns Ronin right, he turns into to Ronin. Or uh Yeah, I think it is Ronin. Yeah, he turns into he turns Ronin too. And like this is something that's just like fundamentally flawed or wrong with the DC universe. It's like they're so bent on making things like not even abstract or like uncommon. They're like they're too busy trying to turn these characters into like wildly overplayed, undervalued like instances of like I feel like Aquaman was a solid movie. It's way, way too over dramatized and way too over the top and unnecessary. Arthur Curry's a badass character. And again, motherfucker and Momoa for playing this amazing character and I'm like, no he wasn't bad. He wasn't great. He's kind of like Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. And he just kind of just phoned it in and took what he was given and didn't do anything spectacular. But anyway, the thing that my thing with Hawkeye is like, dude, they single-handedly have shown why the DC Universe is so broken. Because they're so bent on like, no one knows how to make an Arrow movie. No one knows how to has been stated like mm-hmm. it's so hard to like make a critically acclaimed movie out of a character that his whole aura is fighting with bows and arrows and fists literally the person that choreographed that sequence for Ronin in the alley in Japan or in Tokyo oh dude that was bad that was hard as like, fuck bro. just goes to show you yeah just goes to show you, like, somebody somewhere on the DC Universe's staff is just doing something wrong. Like, that that sequence was so great. I mean, it was good, dude. It was it was great. I mean, like, it, it, it felt heavy. It felt, like, not overly dramatized, but you could tell there's, like, some emotion there. It felt, like, brutal, you know? And it just showed a different side of Hawkeye that he had truly... He had, he had everything, and this was this was his way of finding peace. He like essentially turned into the Punisher with a, with an arrow bone. Yeah. And a sword. (laughs) But you, you know what? Marvel. I don't know if anybody's going to get close to doing what Marvel's doing because I like DC's got characters, right? They've got characters, but they just did not. By the time, you know, Avengers Part One happened. DC already wanted like their own Justice League. Like, yeah, 
the executives are like, look, this movie did like a billion dollars. Like, we need a billion dollar franchise now to like put it in, in, and they try to do it in one movie, essentially, because they they rebooted Batman like on the spot, and then they just even though that like the whole first thirty minutes was like a Batman introduction again. Uh, it could yeah. to me it was like okay like you you have to take into consideration all that you do know of Batman, and then and then you have to take all into consideration what you know of Superman and then Wonder Woman. I don't know if her movie came out before or after that, but then one Wonder Woman was there, and then like it was the trio of them fighting Doomsday to essentially set up the Justice League. But I mean, that was like they could have they could have used like six like two movies a piece for Batman, Superman, and uh-huh. Wonder Woman before they even attempted it because there was no there was just a lot of like you have to give what they're giving you or you have to take what they're giving you. There's not like like Marvel like Hawkeye in the the original time we saw him he was. He turned. He was Loki's puppet for half of the Avengers, right? Or no, he was in Thor. He was yeah. in Thor, just watching. And then he was a puppet. And then you know he was flashed here and there. You know, and then you know then he you got introduced to his family in um, uh, Age of Ultron. And then you kind of know a little bit mm-hmm. of his story, so you can kind of like you have something to go back to, like. You can see why he went crazy because he didn't want nothing to do with these motherfuckers when civil, you know, when civil war happened. Like he didn't want, he wanted yeah. to be with his family. Like that's that's a given because he wasn't, you know, he had the ankle bracelet on from civil, stemming from civil war, and then you know he chose to be yeah. with his family because he didn't want to do this Avenger shit or whatever. And then, like, and then you know, he's doing the family thing just like, you know, Iron Man was doing. And then his family got ashed, like, right. So, like, yeah, you can see, you can totally see this why this motherfucker decided to go like crazy because he was like, oh fuck no, like anybody who gets yeah. in my way is just fucking, they're done. So then when he went crazy, and then he, you know they, you know, even though I knew that was him from the trailer, once like they brought him in, like they had a mission for him. You knew he was gonna go all balls out, like. Oh yeah. You just knew that, but that was like. So what it was, what it was him in Black Widow who was gonna do, who was gonna do it, like. Like he kind of thought like he wasn't gonna be the one to jump off the ledge, but then like they were tussling with it a little bit, like they didn't know who was gonna do it. And eventually, you know, he had to let he had to let fucking Black Widow go because she was like already dangling into the abyss. Oh yeah, yeah. shit was wild. Bro. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave because I'm gonna drive Adam home right now. And then when you get home and do some shite. All right, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. We got a long day ahead of us. We're going to El Paso tomorrow night after probably working, hopefully not too late. And then we are 
first thing in the morning, going to grab breakfast Saturday and then to the airport and flying up to Denver for the weekend to catch the knock loose in the Cajun Trail in Fort Collins. Get early, do not miss sanction. Nah, it's not going to happen. That shit's going to be wild, dude. Fucking, the motherfucker is wild. I didn't even talk about it, but bro, this motherfucker it was, a, it was absolutely fucking chaotic from like well, let's uh, let me uh, let, let us get through there and get through the trip and come back. And then I think I'm on call that next week. And the last on call I worked, I worked like 105 hours, dude. So hopefully the next one's not that bad. But maybe that next weekend we can we could talk about it. And I'm gonna try to buy some merch. I don't know if I haven't really, other than those few Instagram pictures that you showed. I don't know. Did I you buy anything, anything from the show? No, I went to go look at the Acacia Strange. I didn't have. The one thing that I do want, um, they don't have. The, I'm going to end up having to get it online. They were out of it? or no, they, they just had like minimal shit up there, bro. Yeah. Funny. I don't know if they well, sold. Maybe, I think well, they sold we'll a lot of merch along the way. But they didn't have what I was looking for. Yeah. So. yeah. We'll see. We got that. And then, like I said, the week I come back... Yeah. Uh, I'm on call. Then Rache's going out of town for a weekend or something. And then that next weekend, we're going to Fort Worth for Oceano. Oh, man. So, yeah. And, and then they're playing with Angel Maker and this band called Prison. Oh, my God, dude. Both them fucking bands are wild. Bet, bro. Yeah. I'm going to go catch Chelsea Grin, I think, on the 19th this month, so... Yeah, That's where I'm gonna be that in. tour comes through here on like a Thursday. Had it been that Friday, we would have went probably. Uh, be sick, dude. The, the only month that is in flux, bro, there's nothing happening in June. As of yet, but and then and then it's Ghost Inside, and I'm probably gonna go to see Sipknot later in July. Yeah. Hey, so uh, Benny, he's uh, we're gonna. He, I guess he's asking everyone over Instagram for invites. To his or for addresses to invite him to the wedding, his right. wedding. But it's looking like to be in the middle of November. Oh, and All right. yeah, probably in Arizona. So we were we were headed to Vegas around that time anyway. So we'll probably push that trip off a couple of weeks and just do it all in one shot. Since Bro, we were Vegas, going there anyway. Vegas and Arizona are not far apart. You can go to the wedding and then zoom up to. No, that's Vegas. that's what we're thinking. So we're gonna get him to narrow down a date, and then once we get once he gets a date figured out, we'll get a date for us figured out. I I so yeah, and I'm still actively trying to make the the ghost inside happen. If I can, if a couple of things can go right between here and there, hopefully we'll make it work. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm out, bro. I'm in chat. Right, a cool, cool minute. For sure. Later. All right. Later. Late. All right. So, my brother's not involved with this last little segment that I'm going to do for Avengers Endgame, the spoiler version. But like, I, like we were talking about, I don't know if you got picked up on a little bit of it. Avengers Endgame was fucking amazing it was an amazing experience um as i had predicted 
Thanos. I, I I really would like to go back and revisit my predictions and like write them down. And then, and I was like a week before the movie even happened. But I had I had been thinking about it for a while, like since almost since Infinity War happened. I was like, damn, I wonder how this is gonna play out, how it's gonna shake out. But as I had stated, Thanos literally was cooking breakfast. He was just relaxing, just starting to finally have that piece in Captain Marvel, Thor, Captain America, uh, Nebula, and a few others. I think Rocket Raccoon, War Machine. I'm not sure how many went up there. I forgot. But they just go up there, and the very first thing is Captain Marvel blasts him, puts him in a headlock. Uh, the other Avengers holding are holding him down. And I think, just out of nowhere, Thor cuts Thanos' arm off. Or more specifically, he cuts the hand off. But I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if it's the arm, the whole arm or the hand. But at that point, you know, this is very, very early in Endgame. It's really early. It's, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, maybe not even. And Thanos is just talking mad crap. Like, he snapped the stones to eliminate temptation from anybody coming and unsnapping the snap that he originally snapped. And Thor just immediately just lobs his head off, just lock, uh, hacks it off. Like that was like immediately like Thanos is dead, dead. Uh, he told him to go for the head, and Thor did not even without a, without hesitation just hacked his head off. Uh, and then Thanos' blood squirted over everybody. And that's how the movie starts. Well, actually, that's not how the movie starts. The movie starts with Hawkeye's family getting gnashed. And I think we touched that, me and my brother touched that a little bit. Um, but, I, like, from the opening get-go, it was just, like, shock. Like, whoa, like, this is how this movie starts now. Like, Marvel ain't waste not a second get into the meat and potatoes of what was going to happen. Now, the hard part of the movie to really, is that they didn't leave any clue, that I did not see this coming at all, um, the five-year gap. And I think that five-year gap is going to play huge uh, for Marvel going forward, because I think there's going to be a lot of side stories, obviously. Both the people that were ashed, from Infinity War, like, what happened to them, and what were they doing with Doctor Strange was telling them to get ready. There's going to be a whole thing of that, I believe. Well, that the people are going to at least talk about it a lot. And then the people that weren't Ash, that were home, you know, they touched on it a little bit. Like, they, people just were not reacting to it the way that, you know, Thanos had ever imagined. You know, they were just revolting against it. So I think that play is going to play, you 
you know, with a lot of people because the time that they missed, you know, with the people that they love, they got older. Some people died actually when the uh, in that five years, and then when the people got came back, you know, they're not they're coming back. They don't know what happened to these people. They just there, there's gonna be there's a lot of that is a huge um, thing as far as I'm concerned because now. Marvel has built in uh, like a back door for people and places to come back and they can revisit like hey that's what they were doing you know Iron Man built this during those five years even though he wasn't really avenging he built X weapon or he built this little thing this computer program same with Captain America like Captain America did this mission that you know, he came across this one person, you know, blah, 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 or, you know, or somebody was just ashed and they didn't develop their powers until after they came out, you know, they were angered that they came out and they came out to everybody in their whole family being gone, you know, dying, maybe their mother died or whatever, and now they're angry, just like, just like Hawkeye. So that five-year window actually going to play... You know, I think they're going to piggyback off of that for a while for the next wave wave of movies that they're going to drop. And I think ab- absolutely Spider-Man is the first one to come out. I think it's the next one to come out. But, like, I think people are going to... Th- Endgame was a conclusion of a long string of movies. But it left a lot to interpretation and I left a lot to like what are they going to do next how could they get bigger how could they do it better and there's places for them to go now it's not it's not as linear as you know the Avengers ultimately squaring up against Thanos it's not as like okay that you knew that was coming and so all these other movies you know there was a tie in like to try to get them to get steer them in one direction. And I think this is more open worldish now with I think a villain playing a fiddle down the road that's ultimately gonna bring everybody back together again maybe five to ten years from now. Um, which is not a lot of time in movie time. I don't think the main villain's coming yet. I think they're gonna do a whole round of movies. You know, probably like six to seven or eight movies without a true main villain. But I think the main villain will be hinted at or talked about or will be around in a year or two. Like, there's no way Marvel is not going to somehow repeat the success of what just happened. So, that's going to happen. I think that's the route it's going to take. But these, these first. Two, three, four movies are come out is going to be post Thanos, and it's going to be interesting to see which way they take. Like I said, this is more open worldish right now, where nobody's like I talked like in a little bit. Madam Web is still there. I think now that Peter Parker has now interdimension interdimension traveled, I think Madam Web can come to him and give us the Spider Verse that you know. Sony gave us an animated version of it, and I think Marvel can do it better 
a live action that's just point blank. We can get the Mad Spider. We can get all. Spider Man's got his own thing going on, and he don't even need to be part of the Avengers, but he is. But that's just they can do that. Um, Doctor Strange can interdimension travel as well. He can do all kinds of sorcery and time travel, essentially. So now that I'm assuming he's got the time stone back in his possession, uh, his story is in this as well. Um, and he's got villains as well that hold significant weight. Uh, Black Panther... Essentially, I think he's going to be using the role of, you know, he's got all the tech. He's going to be probably, now that they destroyed S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, I think the de facto S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, base of operations probably going to be Wakanda. You know, and rightfully so, because they're well-dependent. They actually defended against... Thanos and his goons in uh, Infinity War, so it makes would make sense that his base of operation, it would be his base. They're the most technology, technologically advanced, you know, place. So I would make it would make sense. I don't know if Stark Tower is going to be utilized anymore, but I think Wakanda will be, and more specifically, the be used as like Shield headquarters or the Avengers base of operation where I think they're going to be monitoring and doing stuff from there and just like Black Widow was doing in Endgame you know having conference calls with people but the main base of it will be in Wakanda that's what I'm thinking is going to happen going forward and people are going to try to undo them you know and they're going to they're going to be conflicting in Wakanda at that point uh but yeah, the movie starts off with a bang. It's flawless. It cut fucking Thanos' head off, and you're kind of wondering well, how is it gonna ha- how they're gonna undo the snap. Five years passes. Ant-Man comes back. Um, I'm not sure if the mouse actually activated his computer, pushed the power button, and that's what brought him back, or if he just naturally came back on his own. Either way, he came back. He time traveled. Uh, into the future, essentially. They come up with the idea that time travel is the way to go. And that's how the movie basically gets its its, its own little story. Uh, you could probably gripe about time traveling. Like, that doesn't make any sense to any movie. They shouldn't have went that route. But it, to me, in reality, somebody snapping their fingers with some colorful rocks and wiping out half of the universe is not plausible as well either. So time machine, time machines and time travel is goes right. And I think they they kind of jokingly talked about it in not a serious sense. It's just something that they could do, you know, the quantum realm. And I was okay with it because they made it they made it kind of funny. They made it kind of cool. You know, Scott Lang, you know, they sent him in the past. He came back as an old man. Then they sent him back. He came back as a teenager. Then he came back as a baby. Then he came back as himself. That was funny. Um, 
I knew right away that Iron Man, I knew Iron Man didn't want to, he didn't want nothing to do with the time travel. And once they drug him back in, I was like, damn it. I knew, I knew right then and there it was, it was going to be him. I had already predicted that Iron Man was going to get killed, even though they nearly killed him in Infinity War, but they spared him. And he nearly died in space right from the drop, you know, the beginning of the movie, before they rescued him. Um, but I kind of felt once they were talking about the timeline, and he had he had probably the most to lose of any of the Avengers, because Cap really didn't do it. He was a depressed Cap. Thor was depressed. Black Widow was depressed. Like, literally, they were just, like, former shells of themselves. Hawkeye turned into Ronan in a murderous depression. Uh, Hulk wasn't as depressed, but he was living as, like, a really tamed version of the Hulk. Which, you know, Professor Hulk is what they're calling him. Uh, I'm not too much familiar with that story arc myself. But, you know, I actually thought it was kind of cool because I think you know, Mark Ruffalo had been vying for screen time, but the Hulk, you know, is a full-on animated character. Cuts your screen time in half, essentially. Three-quarters or quarter of it, however much. Cutting it by. But that was him, and he had a big role in Endgame. You know, he had a big role, so it was not that big of a deal for him to be that way. As far as me, I mean, there's another shade... We've now seen multiple versions of the Hulk, you know. We've had the Hulk that was in Ragnarok that's, uh, you know, that version of the Hulk. Uh, we've had Edward Norton's version of the Hulk. We've had the Hulk um, in Avengers, you know, the original Avengers. We have Bruce Banner, you know, dominating Thor Ragnarok with the minimal Hulk. Uh, and now we got Professor Hulk, and I'm pretty sure that they hinted at Red Hulk in Avengers. Half of his body turned red, and I kind of feel like if he gets exposed to any of the Infinity Stones again, it's going to trigger something in him that will Red Hulk him, and they'll have a huge problem trying to stop him. And he put on the glove, I mean... That was, that was dope. That's later on in the movie. But yeah, we got to see a different shade of the Hulk again. That You know, the Hulk, to me, they, it's, they, the way they've been using him has been brilliant. I mean, people want everybody to just be the Hulk and Hulk smash, but obviously, you know, if he's just destroying shit, then really there's no story. He's almost a washable character that point they wanted the Hulk to be a part of the Avengers and part of the team you need Bruce Banner you need half and half Bruce half and half Hulk so I mean it, to me it makes sense and it, you know they kind of made him like you know chill in the movie too like he, he hit the dab randomly took some selfies with the kids uh, he was clowning on <laughs> I think it was clowning on Ant-Man during that exchange, that was that was funny. Um, 
but yeah, the Avengers invent time travel. They go full on with it. They did. They hatch a plan. Tony comes back into the mix. You know, it's Rocket Raccoon, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. And Thor, actually, for me, like I said, Thor stole the show for me. I don't know. You know, I never really... Thor, I don't know. The movie version of Thor will forever change Thor in any of the comics, in any of the future animated series that they're going to ever drop. You know, any of the games. Thor now is comedy gold. Golden comedy. I think he's the funniest one of all the Avengers. And I initially thought Iron Man was like... Iron Man 2 was comedy. You know, Iron Man versus uh, Whiplash was comedy. But Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Thor in... This endgame just hit a note that you just, it wasn't even forced. None of the comedy uh, that they had around Thor was even, like, like forced at all. Like, it just naturally, congratulations, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, that's, I thought Thor Ragnarok, I bought Thor Ragnarok. I haven't bought many of the Marvel movies because they have been on Netflix or I've seen them. You know, and I just don't have the money to buy them. But I bought Thor Ragnarok because that shit was funny. To me, it was funny. It was full of action. It was ridiculous. Uh, it had a great story. It had Thor Ragnarok is probably one of my favorite movies of the whole entire MCU. Um, especially the end when they're fighting on the on the the Bifrost bridge, uh, and Thor turns full Raiden. That, that is the hardest shit ever. That's some of the hardest. And he's teamed up with Loki. Whoever, Loki's a fan favorite as well. I mean, I don't know. They can't they can't let Loki die yet. Um, but yeah, Thor Ragnarok was brilliant. And again, they hit, they hit it. They knocked Thor's role out of the fucking park, man. Like I said, he, he without hesitation... Locked off fucking Thanos' head without a moment's pause. Like they were questioning him. He said he destroyed the stones. They were like, no fucking way. And at like, at like they almost wanted to interrogate him, like bring him back. Like before somebody even could say, all right, well you're coming with us. You know you're gonna help us get the stones back. Before anybody could utter a word, he just you just hear, and his head comes off. And they didn't, Thor didn't leave no room for the Avengers to, like, question him or do anything else with him. But he just, he just killed that. That was the hardest shit. That was hard, too. That was, like, that was, like, whoa. Like, Thor hacked off this dude's head, even though he, he missed. I think it was a miss. I don't think he didn't aim for the head. He missed in Infinity War. And... Thanos was strong as it was, and he just hacked his head off. He killed the baddest man in the universe to this point. He just clean took his head off. No hesitation. No monologue. Nothing. He 
you didn't even see no I don't think anybody's seen that coming even though I did kind of my predictions was Thanos was never going to get the rest that he really wanted or the piece that he thought he was going to get uh, but that that set the table for Thor the Thor was like whoa yeah Thor was like whoa now once they go to find him you know they go to New Asgard Thor is now chubby, He's, and they're calling him Fat Thor, but I think Thor is just not the ripped, um, chiseled god of thunder, the Asgardian leader that he once was. He is now just like, damn, he lost everything, he tuned out the world, he's sitting there sipping beer every day. Not fighting anybody, and he's just playing Fortnite. And he is like every nerd. He is the quintessential geek nerd, video gamer that just sits there, eats Mountain Dew and Doritos, and plays Fortnite. He is what you would think that is, but he's also the god of thunder. You know, he's Odin's son. He's supposed to be this great dude. He just turned into a slouch. Or they're calling him the Flubby, the Flubby of Thunder. <laughs> uh, but the whole interaction with Bruce, or, uh, yeah, Hulk goes to talk to him about what they're going to do. That interaction is funny. Um, he shows up, and they're looking at him like, he's just drunk. <laughs> they're trying to get information from him, but he's like, his story is half-haggard. Uh, that's funny. Rocket's talking to him. <laughs> uh, he puts on a suit, and you can totally tell it doesn't fit him, because they had him as one size, and he showed up a whole two sizes too big. Um, his beard was scruffy. You know, he goes to it. You know, then they time travel. You know, the whole team time travels. Uh, Tony and Atman and Cap go to the Battle of New York, you know, Avengers 1. Hawkeye, Black Widow head over to go get the Soul Stone. Nebula and War Machine go to go get, uh, stop Quill from getting the stone in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. And Hulk goes to get the Time Stone from New York as well. But he's going to get it from uh, Doctor Strange's, at that point, his teacher. I think it's the one. So they go all, each go about their missions. Thor goes with Rocket to Asgard to go get Ether from Jane. Uh, which she's in the movie, and so is Thor, and, and Loki's there as well. Loki's everywhere. Loki's everywhere in the movie. I'm kind of sad that they didn't give him a few lines. Um, but he was in the movie, and they actually gave him some parts. Maybe, you know, Tom Hiddleston doesn't want to do the part anymore. We don't know that. But he's a fan favorite. I like Loki. Um, Loki turned into the god of mission, but he's also the god of comedy as well. Like I said, Thor Ragnarok was a movie to bestow. One of my one of the most my most favorite ones. Um, 
they do all that. Uh, to me, the really, really funny stuff of that whole they went for they went for they went for the tear factor. They killed off Black Widow. Uh, you initially thought possibly that they were going to kill off Hawkeye. I didn't think they were going to kill off Black Widow, but they ended up killing off Black Widow. Hawkeye gets the Soul Stone. Um, and then the really good stuff happens between Cap, Iron Man, and Ant-Man. And more specifically, Cap's parts in this. This is where Cap really starts taking over the whole movie. Um, they start talking about Captain America's ass. <laughs> I don't know why they started talking about Captain America's ass, but that shit was gold. Um, and he's like, yeah, this really is America's ass. When he's in the elevator and he thinks he's about to throw down with all those Hydra agents again, uh, because he time traveled and he knew that they were Hydra agents, but you know this was before Civil War. He gets in the elevator to get the scepter, and he leans over and says, "Hell Hydra to the bald dude." I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" They they did it. They actually had Captain America in the movie go full Hydra for like one second, and it was it was fucking golden. They've been toying with that idea for who knows how long. And the Badashi was bad, dude. That was like, they gave him the scepter. They were shook. Those guys in Civil War were shook. They didn't know that Cap was in on it. They had no idea. But they didn't know that he knew that he was from the future. And then the whole setup, him meeting the younger Cap and scrapping was dope. That was great because... There's that thing, if you time travel, you're not supposed to touch yourself because you could destroy the time continuum, whatever, you know. But they scrap, and then they both hit the same similar thing that happened to... That happens to Cap a lot. They ragdoll him down, you know, five stories of building, hitting every handrail glass, desk, and then ultimately the floor, you know, they leave Captain Captain America to do that again. I don't know, like, if I was Chris Evans, I would be tired of that stunt being shown in the movies. Like, bro, <laughs> they keep knocking Captain America, like, all the way down from the top of a building. And I think that's happened in multiple movies. Civil War... Um, I think in an Avengers as well. I don't really know where else he's been ragdolled. But that's dope. Um, anyways, they gather the stones. Where I lost my train of thought there. They gather the stones and they come back to regular Earth. Time travel back. Well, actually, you know what? Cap and Tony, they, they weren't successful in getting the, the Tesseract, but they go even further into the past, and they get, not only do they get the Tesseract, but they get more juice, Hank Pym juice, to go into the future. It's not that there is a whole little sequence right there, where Tony meets his dad, talking about kids and stuff, and it's just, that's just a little, I think that's a whole 
that was a whole goodbye for both Iron Man and, and Captain America. Because it returns to like old school military base, which is Captain America's. That's how he was when you first see him in the first Avenger. And then it's Tony's dad is right there too. You know, Howard, Howard Stark. So both of them, it made sense for both of them to be there. You know, Captain America was right at home. You know, he had a little bit of like, this is my element. This is where he's supposed to be. That's how he grew up. That's what he remembers. That's what he knows. You know, so ultimately you knew he, and then he comes across, you know, Peggy in office and he just has like that moment, like he's doing all this work. Is he going to ever get the girl, you know? He didn't. He wasn't able to get the girl because the girl died in the regular timeline. But he's gonna go back to save the future, the people that are dependent on him. But ultimately, he's not gonna be able to return to the past because he just can't. He's never gonna get that last end. You don't think he's gonna get that girl? He's never gonna get the girl. He's just gonna be, you know, he's just gonna live his life loveless. You know, that's the kind of the feeling I got from it. And I also got the feeling when Tony's talking to Howard. Like, this was his last chance to talk to his old man about raising kids, you know, family life. And Tony, you could see, you Robert Downey Jr. does well, you could see it talking to him like, you're like, damn, man, they, they might just kill him off. You were thinking like, dog, I hope he doesn't get killed off, maybe, you know, because he's got, he had Morgan. Um you know, talking about raising kids, is he going to make mistakes? How's it going to be? You know, that whole interaction is a setup. And it's a good setup because you actually get to thinking like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen at that point. But anyways, they, everybody flashes, flash forwards to the present. They come to the present. Hawkeye reveals that it's a soul for a soul. They cannot get the soul stone without sacrificing the soul. That's the bargain, otherwise you don't get it. There's no way to bring back Natalie. Um, the Hulk is devastated. So is Hawkeye. Uh, but ultimately, it's they're sacrificing what they're going to sacrifice to save everybody. And essentially, what, what ends up happening is in that time frame, Thanos discovers that they're time traveling, that he actually, it actually worked. He goes and finds Nebula. They act, he actually time travels back to, no, he time travels forward. The older Thanos time travels forward, and he, as soon as the Avengers unsnap the snap, he bombs the hell out of S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters because he, he rolls up. Um, the Avengers didn't know that he showed up. They didn't know that Nebula was not the Nebula that they knew, but another one. But he time travels forward, uh, realizes that they have all the stones, that he they have everything set up for him. All he's got to do is get the stones, and now his plan is He's seen, he's seen what happened at Infinity War didn't work. Now he's going to kill everybody and just leave, I guess, himself as the only person standing from him and maybe a few people. 
Um, and he just bombs, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. Like, he just, he des- destroys it. Now, at this point, the movie is now picking up in intensity. Uh, Bruce put this, Bruce put the glove, Iron Man's glove that could fit, that could work the stones, he put the glove on. But as I said, I, he turned half red, which I think is a bit of the Red Hulk possibly could be possibly coming. Maybe they just they just wanted to have him red just because you know it's just to tease the fans. You know who knows. But he snaps. Uh, nothing happens right away, but he snaps. Um. The Hulk is injured at that point. They take the glove off of him. Nothing crazy happens right away other than they get bombed on. And at that point, it's a full-out brawl. It's... Thanos is there chilling, waiting for whoever's going to come and oppose him. He's waiting for them. And it happens to be that it's Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man who approach him. And they approach him with caution because these are the ones who fought him initially. They already know that Thanos is not to be trifled with. So they don't come up with a game plan, but they know that it's on. They, they know that this not only is this their last chance, but this is it's on. Like, this is it. Like, they went through a lot of trouble. They already went through a lot of heartache. They can't lose twice. And they're not going to. They're not going to. And Thanos is in the same way. He already figured out that he's going to have to kill everybody. So it's not a matter of getting the glove and just snapping and, and disappearing. It's getting the glove, snapping, and making sure that there's absolutely no loopholes left. Um, and they square up with him. Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America start scrapping with him. Now, initially, they're putting up a fight. Scrapping him, he releases uh, some of his army. He releases Nebula and you know peoples around. And the fight ensues. I think Iron Man gets knocked like out the screen. Captain America also gets kicked off the screen, and it's Thor versus Thanos for a cool second. Which is where, this is where the movie just goes. The whole time, the whole movie is so good. You're shocked, you're laughing, you're like, dang. And then it's just like, the baddest ass of bad ass shit happens here. Thanos is going to kill Thor. Because not only does he know that Thor killed him with the axe, but I think he knows Thor might be the only one to kill him. Um... He gets Stormbreaker, and he swings it at Thor, but Thor stops him. But Thor, Thanos is now going to push the blade into him. And you see his hammer fly across the screen, and it ends up in Captain America's hands. And Captain America not only catches it, but then he starts twirling it. And Thor is like, I knew you were worthy. I knew it. And then... Captain America then starts scrapping with Thanos, and that shit is beautiful. Like I, like I was telling my bro, I don't know. At one point, he goes full fucking rating. He throws the shield, he hammers the ground, 
and lightning is coming out the sky and hitting Thanos. And it's a lightning fucking bolt. It hits him. Now Thanos, I think, catches the hammer. And, and he tosses her. I don't know what he does with the hammer. But he's just whacking the shit out of Captain America. And he nearly kills Captain America. Captain America ain't no bitch. He hasn't been a bitch this entire time. And then, you know, he beats Captain America down, and I think pretty much there's nobody left, and then Captain America just begrudgingly gets to his feet, beats the shit. You can see he's beat the shit. Chris Evans physically looks tired of the role. He looks physically tired of the stunts. He looks physically exhausted. I don't know if they had him doing a full workout before this scene. Stands up. You hear it, I hear it, maybe you don't hear it. I hear on the left, it could be, I could be wrong. And then that's when the rest of everybody decides to drop in. It's everybody, I mean, it's every, it's everybody ever. It's Black Panther, it's, you know, Bucky, it's uh, Wang, it's the one, it's, Doctor Strange, it's Spider-Man, it's Falcon, it's Ant-Man, it's Hulk, Iron Man, Pepper Potts in the Iron Man suit, it's, you know, all of Wakanda, it's all of these people, Groot, um, Gamora, it's all of them show up, you know, Peter Quill, Drax, Mantis, all, like, literally the whole squad rises up to fight. You know, and it's the, they do the same thing that was, I think, in Avengers and Age of Ultron, where it's a side angle of everybody rushing to battle. They do that, but now it's like, is that on steroids? It's like 40 characters running at Thanos and his goons, and it's an all-out war. Valkyrie's there. I mean, there's, the list goes on and on. I'm missing people. War Machine is there. It's everybody. Everybody is there. Hulk is there. The Wasp is there. A big Ant Man. You know, it's it's crazy. Hawkeye's in it. The only one that's missing is Black Widow. <laughs> but anyway, that's besides the point. The fight goes on. Um, epic shit all up and down. It's Spider Man goes to full kill mode with his iron spider suit. Um, they gather every single female character that you could possibly imagine. That's including Scarlet Witch. All of these people. Scarlet Witch. Captain, yo, Captain Marvel comes. I can't believe we're not talking too much about Captain Marvel. But Captain Marvel comes twice. She comes out. Captain Marvel comes out of nowhere to decimate. Thanos' ship, so he don't got no escape anymore. I mean, it's full off war. And the whole thing is, now they have Thanos' glove. They're trying to now, he's trying to snap everybody out of existence, and everybody is trying to snap, keep the glove away from him, and send the stones to the back, to back in time, or snap, or whatever. They don't say what they're going to do, what the plan is. But the battle rages, they have all the female characters line up for an epic pose. And I've heard that that scene wasn't great, but that scene was bad fucking ass. Valkyrie, 
Scarlet Witch, Michonne, Shuri, Captain Marvel, um, Gamora, Nebby. I mean, it's all, it's every girl. It's Mantis. It's, it's all, it's a whole squad of girls that are just right there ready to take the fight to Thanos or, you know, pave the way. Um, Ultimately, this movie boils down to me to a couple of things. Iron Man gets the gauntlet, puts it on his right arm, and at that point, you know what's going to happen. Um, it ends just how the series starts. I am Iron Man. He fucking snapped Thanos. He dusted that motherfucker, and Thanos knew it as soon as it happened. Um, he knew Tony had it. They've been him and Tony have been going taking jabs at each other slightly throughout uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and I guess in other parts that he was cursed with knowledge. Um, Iron Man's the one that snaps him out. Snaps Iron Man's the one that does it. The snap. And the Infinity Stones is too much for Iron Man, and he ultimately dies. Even though they won, he dies. Uh, I can't, I couldn't think of a better way for a hero to die. But that is, they did, they did the character justice. Um, you know, he went out hard. He went out like a G. I am Iron Man. The same from what I remember watching Iron Man one from way back in the day. Ozzy Osbourne, I, I am Iron Man. Like that's the hardest shit ever. This whole the whole movie had some of the hardest shit ever that I've ever seen in the movie. That to this day, to in the future, there will not be. It's gonna be hard to repeat. Any movie franchise is gonna be hard to repeat because some of that stuff is just so. It's a little bit of. Um. It's a little bit of acting. It's a little bit of improv. It's a little bit of. Let's just. Go with it. It's a little bit of no. Go this way because it's gonna it's gonna work. It's a little bit of faith. It's a little bit of hope. It's a little bit of prayer, but it, it ends up working for Marvel 95% of the time. And you know, I heard from way back that he wasn't supposed to say I am Iron Man. He was supposed to say something else, but he improved it. That's how Iron Man one ends. You know before. You know, Nick Fury approaches him saying, I am Iron Man, well, you think you're the only one? And throws down paperwork to him, I believe. That's how that one goes. I'd like to go back and watch Iron Man one now because, you know, from where that one was to where Endgame is, you know, you just got to dust it off a little bit. Um, but, yeah, he, I am Iron Man, he dust, you know, Pepper, Cap, and Spider-Man rushed to him. Spider-Man's crying. Pepper is visibly upset. Cap is there because he knows, you know, what happened. He knows, you know, that Tony is not what Tony wanted to do. You know, when he put, you know, there are jabs at between them, each other. Who would put their lives on the line, you know? Tony said he might just cut the line, not step on it beyond the line for somebody else. He might just cut it. Cap saying, well, it's always about you, isn't it? You know, 
And then that goes on in Avengers 1. And they've been beefing ever since. Even though they're a team, they have different set of opinions. You know, as any team naturally does. But there's a common goal, you know. So you could see that Captain America, you know, didn't have that perspective that Tony had. You know, and it's just... After that, the movie... They say farewell to Tony. I love you 3000. I want a cheeseburger. Uh, Everybody says goodbye. You know... Cap goes back into the past. And he ends up staying for an extended amount of time. And I guess assume he marries... Peggy, I'm assuming he lived a full life and possibly had a kid or two, maybe some grandkids. I've heard that it messes with the timeline, but I don't think it does because he has the super the super soldier serum in him. He probably does not age like anybody else. So he maybe he he was 30 years old back in the 30s when World War II happened when him and Peggy, but now flash forward all the way to 2019 plus five years, so maybe it's like they're in the 2030s, 2020s, you know, another hundred years go by, now he's starting to age after all these battles, and now maybe, you know, he just has aged at a slower rate, but now he's aged, you know, so I don't really think that ruins the timeline, easily explainable, he probably was still buff in his 40s, 50s, you know, even in the Avengers, maybe it's 50s, the cast now is being in the 50s. But it's whatever, you know. He lived, I think he's going to, I think he's going to give us some young caps. Um, He gets the last dance, he finally gets the girl. He gets the last dance, that's how the movie ends. With him dancing in the sunset, passing the shield off to Falcon, which is great. Uh... I thought, I thought they were going to give it to Black Panther, but I, I kind of see why they didn't now. Now Black Panther is the de facto, I, be, I believe, the de facto leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. Bucky um, has an arm. He doesn't need the S.H.I.E.L.D. I know people wanted Bucky to be capped, but Falcon now not only has a S.H.I.E.L.D., but he has wings. He's got toys. Uh, Falcon is going to be a fantastic Captain America because Captain America was going balls out. But he was ground-based. Imagine if Captain America could fly or had a cape. Uh, yeah. He would be borderline Superman levels. Captain America can't fly. That is his one drawback. Falcon can fly. And now the possibilities for throwing that shield around and hammering people, you know, and the, the ability to fly. We're looking at Superman. We are looking at uh, the the birth of the black Superman. Um, Hobbs and Shaw, y'all don't have a black Superman. Marvel does now. So, pipe down over there. Uh, all in all, the movie was, it was, that movie was like a 20 out of a 10. That shit was incredible. An incredible experience. I have yet to see it again twice. I want to go. Maybe I'll go Monday. Uh, in the morning, just chill out for a couple hours and watch, you know, just watch it unfolding and let it hit me again. 
Uh, my predicts, I didn't know. I didn't think they were going to be, like I said, I didn't think they were going to be, be able to bring everybody back from the Guardians of the Galaxy. And sure enough, they don't. They don't know what, where Gamora is. Um, they don't know. I felt that the Hulk was going to be a teacher or he was just going to take a backseat, more scientist, that he wasn't going to Hulk out no more. And I believe that is true. Um, but I thought Black Panther was going to take over the role of Captain America. That's not true, but I think he's going to take over the role of show. Ca- Captain Marvel is now the full-on Space Lord. Um, you know, she essentially is going to replace Thor. Uh, I've kind of, I've felt that before, and now I see it more that she pretty much says there's other planets with other world-ending events happening all over the place. And she, for the most part, is in charge of it. So her adventure is going to be really spacey. And she's going to be the de facto um, guardian of the realms, as it were. Thor is still there. He's part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. But I think Thor is going to take a while to either die off or just finally have his last say. He actually may not. He actually may. They need some of these older characters to continue the story. So maybe Thor will just be in everybody's movie, you know, similar to how Iron Man was uh, going forward. You know, you sparingly but showing up for the fights and then just being here and there is a different a different version of the Thor that, that anybody ever saw coming. Nobody ever saw Thor being a comical genius or being portrayed in that way. You look at the comics and he's a rather dull character, you know, that kind of a goody two-shoes. He can... He's always on, he's always on the path of the righteous and, you know, doing good things only. He can never sway one way or the other. You know, in the long blonde hair, in the the cornyish looking suit, they didn't always go over well with Thor in my eyes. But now Thor is this comic genius. He can wear a cape. He can be stripped down to nothing. He can be chubby. Uh, he can have a beard, he can not wantify, he can wantify, he can hack people's heads off, he's one of the strongest persons in all of MCU, but, you know, he's also an alcoholic now, I guess. He needs to eat a salad. <laughs> uh, that's, I, I don't know, man, the movie is flawless. If you haven't seen it, go fucking watch it. Um, that's all I gotta say, man. Uh, as far as anything, I don't know what else to say. There's, there's so much going on in that movie. Go watch it. It's absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliantly done. Um, the movie from start to finish, nonstop, three hours. You're not bored one second. Stuff happening left and right. Um, even the more serious stuff, you know, they drag you a little bit like, wow, like, no... But they also, they also bring it back. The movie ends on a good note, as all movies should. The guy gets the girls, they're dancing off. Everybody is safe. There's no going to be no more Cap, I don't believe, as we know. But we have Cap, the Falcon, and I think the Falcon, if they do the Falcon right, will be, they're going to make, in the movies, Captain, we're going to get the first black Superman. An unbeatable black dude. With the shield, with wings, flying, saving the day. So I think Marvel is going to go head to 
heads straight up heads up with DC and Superman, and they're gonna give us the Black Superman and comics from now on. The game, the, the, like I said, that nobody pictured Thor being hysterical and funny, or, nor did they see that as Loki. We didn't see that, but now that is what it is. And, and like it's in the video games, comics, TV shorts, you know, animated series. Thor is gonna be funny. It's gonna be a com. It's gonna be comedy. Now I think we're gonna get Falcon as essentially a black Superman, flying, kicking ass. Uh, it is gonna be. It's gonna be righteous. Um, you know, I, I'm excited for what they're gonna do in these future movies. I don't see them going anywhere. They just hit a home run. The movie is legendary. The movie is absolutely legendary. Everybody should go watch it. You know, phenomenal. It was a phenomenal experience. And I, you know, this episode is really long, but I'm not on you. Fucking care. I had to talk about it finally. I had it under wraps for more than a week. If y'all haven't seen it, y'all are petty. Uh, go fucking watch it. But anyways, I'm out, you guys. Stay tuned next week. I got more shit coming up on the docket. Um, I'd like to get into a little bit of Rangers football talk, but we shall see what happens. I'm out. Late.